0: Max and Melbourne Football Club You're listening to the Coaches Panel
1: This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club Trent Cotchen from the Richmond Footy Club Scott Vanderbury from the Collingwood Football Club You're listening to the Coaches Panel Patrick Cooch from the Car Footy Club It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club And you're listening to the Coaches Panel Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel I hope you're well You're going to get these from us every single time Ultimate Footy Drop a brand new bunch of DPPs What we love talking about is not just the salary cap formats of the game, but the draft formats. Our preferred format, Ultimate Footy, of course, and we've got our draft spurt from the coaches panel on this episode to talk through all, and this is not a mistake, 15 players, Jimmy, that we've got in Ultimate Footy that now have an additional position. Jimmy, mate, how are you, my friend?
0: Hello, MJ. Hello, listeners. I'm doing well. 15 is exciting. I'm glad they've got some volume. They're not all entirely relevant, but volume is nice. It's um, flexibility.
1: Yeah, the worst thing about these DPPs is when one of two things happen. They give us ones that nobody cares about, or they miss blindly obvious ones and just choose to not give them to anyone in the ballpark. So, look, the thing with DPPs, I suppose we should talk about right off the top, is there's always going to be an owner in a league that has this perspective. How could they have missed insert player's name? That, that's just going to be common for the par, isn't it? After round six, after yeah. round nine, after round 12, after round 15. It's just common how this plays uh, every out. Every
0: it? time. Oh, but yeah. And pe- people love to complain. It's, you see it across everywhere on, on social media. It's a, yeah. Why didn't they do this? Why did they give it to him? And it's, um, yeah, swings and roundabouts. You know, it is what it is. We all got the same rules. And it's just part of this game is just dumb luck sometimes. And if you're lucky enough to hold the ones that get it, good luck to you. Yep. Uh, and if not, then yeah, so be it. But um, yeah, you can't draft with that in mind exactly. So you, you play no. with what cards you're given.
1: It's true. Look, some of these guys that we're about to talk about, the 15 players, again, they are already available in the game now. Uh, So you can go and check them out. A full list and breakdown I've given for you at coachespanel.tv. You can go and check that out. But if you are in the game and these players are not currently drafted, they are automatically going into... Kind of the waiver wire rules, isn't it, Jimmy? Where they're locked out in contrast to everybody else. Again, maybe there are some leagues that just choose to have things open. But for the common ultimate footy player, they leave it open. They lock away these players. And you've now got to use a waiver wire bid to guarantee yourself best chance of securing one of these guys. And to be fair, some of them don't waste the waiver on. Whereas one or two, maybe, maybe. Um, let's go to one of the big additions in terms of what they're currently delivering in scoring. Nick Hind, the former Saint, now bomber, he was originally given us just forward status, but they recruited him from St. Kilda to replace Adam Saad, currently averaging 93. He's doing more than what I reckon owners kind of hoped when they picked him up on draft day.
0: Oh, absolutely. um, No one was picking him expecting 90s. It's, you know, again, happy days if you did. Um, makes him very, very relevant as a defender. But as a forward, he was very relevant um, with that sort of scoring already. So um, the challenge for that, of course, is to keep it up. But um, having that um, that flexibility to drop in forward or back now is very, very handy.
1: Yeah, look, you're probably more likely in a position that a lot of coaches are this year where his best position in terms of how it's going to help you on field is probably still playing him through the forward line. There's more mm. defenders that are 70s most weeks you can grab more easily off the waiver wire that are consistently 70-plus guys and there are forwards. But again, there, there's some uniqueness in every side that maybe someone loaded up heavy on forwards and their back line is the one that's struggling for them. So every coach yeah. and every side's different, but it's probably the forwards is where you're most likely to play him.
0: Oh, more than likely, for sure. Um, the other thing that it does, though, too, is um, boost up his um, his trade value. So yeah, whether you need him or not, forward or back, someone else is bound to need him probably more than you do. Um, if in one, if not both of those positions, so go flog him off in a trade if you can. Yep. I like that. Um, scoring at 90s. Um, I'm not sure it's sustainable for him either, but uh, if someone's willing to pay that, go and yeah, make Jump hay while board. you can. Absolutely. Um,
1: uh, next player we got uh, while we work our way through the players that have gained back status, Sean Lemons. Let's keep this quick. Um, he's averaged th- three scores in the sixties. So that's mm-hmm. positives. Three it's consistency. It's consistent. Yeah. Um, he's ranked just inside um the top eighty defenders. Just just yeah. Um just inside the top seventy five of forwards. Just
0: it's a hard sell. Know. It's it's there. Yeah, he's and in the very very percent of league. leagues. Yeah. There, yeah, you, there go. you go. So ninety three percent of leagues have got the chance to go and get themselves a Sean Lemons now. That's um that's something.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, exactly like my dad said to me uh, when I was getting my first car. He told me to never get a lemon. And that's what you should not be doing as well. Do not go and get yourself Sean. That's no disrespect to him as a human being, as a footballer. But if he's the bloke you're needing in your team, even in a super deep league, on the waiver wire every week, Jimmy, you're going to find a 70 or an 80 based on
0: a matchup, aren't you? You'd think so. But, um, you know, you're watching now that you've said that, come out and score 85 this I week. I know, I Justice know. Just despite you,
1: yeah maybe he's the guy they go to, Ruck. They've got nothing else. So well, maybe look, it's, yeah, they could do worse. Well, maybe not. He's not the biggest unit in the world. All right, no, here's he's another not. one. No. Here's another one. Very much on Nick Hind territory. Gaining back mm. status in terms of probably more valuable forward than back, but now helpful. Jarman Impey is a new back eligible for us. What do you, what's your take on Jarman as a fantasy prospect in ultimate footy? Look, he's
0: one that... Um... There was a little bit of hype over in, in certain forums over the preseason. Um, I think Supercoach more so than, than fantasy scoring. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, he's, he's got ceiling. There's that. He's got a role, which is nice. Um, again, probably more relevant uh, if you can play him forward than back for all the reasons you said about Hind before. But um, he's another one I'd quite happily sell off if I could get value for him now.
1: Yeah, again, depending on the categories you have available in Ultimate Footy, if it's closer to a more traditional dream team style scoring, where you don't do any adjustments in Ultimate Footy, it looks like he's going to be around that high 70s, low 80s with the odd game that pops, like we saw just the other day against Geelong. Super coach, kind of closer scoring, a few more effective disposals, if some intercepts kind of start getting on with your categories. Maybe he's more likely someone you look to have confidence for the year, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I
0: think I just don't trust his scoring week to week.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair enough too. Um, speaking of things I don't trust, I don't trust us spending much more time on this uh, ad back. Jaden Laverty is currently averaging fifty two.
0: He is. I was kind of bullish on him in the preseason. I thought that halfback role would suit him really, really well. Hmm. Um, turns out it suits him about as well as that half odd role did, but it's um, not so much at all. So, I don't so know much. what to make of him as a footballer. I thought there was a lot uh, that he had to work with, but it's just all those pieces are just not quite coming together.
1: It's just not, isn't it? That's okay. For, yeah. That happens for us sometimes. And we, we take the, the goods and the bads with draft day, don't we? Where we mm. take these flyers and late picks and we kind of go, please work out, please work out, please work out. And we'll talk about one of them that has really worked out, that has gained a new position later on in this episode. But Laverty, if if he's so still much. in your team, yeah. just cut your loss and go to the way of a liar. Maybe trick someone that he's got back status. I don't know. Good luck to you. Uh, last Last three guys that have gained back eligibility. Slight improvement on LaVerdi. Tom Atkins forward
0: back. What's your slight. take on, on Tommy yeah. Atkins? Yeah. That's not a whole lot more improvement in my book, but um, yeah, again, if you've got him already, that's, that's all well and good, but he's not one I'd be rushing out to, to use an RFA bid on.
1: No, look, it, again, it, it depends on the depth of your squads and leagues and what's needed there. You'd mm. think, the Cats love his defensive pressure. And that's why he's got that new role. Hmm. If Geelong get their possession game going, there'll be games where he pops an 80 and a 90. But I think he's more likely to be that sort of 70s guy
0: at best. Yeah. Yeah. At best, at best I think. Yeah.
1: All right. this There's two to go left in our back line. Um, this one's interesting. But again, I think it's more because of the forward component. But I'm interested in your take. I'm talking about Jaden mm. Hunt because you look at the average and you go, no way. Mm. Why would I want a bloke that's averaging 70? But in the past two, he's gone 80 and 93. Yeah. What's your take on him?
0: Well, look, 70 yeah, is now back as well. Yeah. 70 ter- is not terrible for your forwards and backs um, this year, I think. Yeah. For most teams, that'll squeeze into a, a, yeah, your fourth or fifth spot on the field for, for many. Um, particularly someone like Hunt with a bit of ceiling about him. Um, yeah. That's that's where you get that value. And so when you do get the chance, and particularly with a rolling lockout in most leagues for ultimate putty mm-hmm. this year, if you do get the chance to use him as a bit of a loop option, as a utility or as a a, forward or a back where you've got enough players in your team in that particular line that you can use effectively, then um, there's there's potential in that because he's got some sort of ceiling about him. You, you know, he, he does have a record of popping off the odd hundred here and there. Yeah,
1: look, 42% of leagues currently have him. So in a lot of leagues, you'll be able to go and get him. Again, the conversation of seeing his name get DPP probably lifts people's visibility on him where they look at the 70 yeah. and they go, oh, no interest. But if he pops another 80 this week,
0: yeah.
1: coaches will really take note and see that round one score more as the adoration yeah. rather than these first two weeks. So it's it's probably this is the week if you think there's something there that's closer to the 80 marker, this is probably the week to go and pick him up, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'd say so. But, um, you yeah, know, and, and getting him ahead of schedule, if you can, would make sense there. But, um, you know, you can always drop him again after.
1: Yeah, well, that's the worst yeah. case scenario. All right. Our last mm. back to talk about um, Jack Zeeble. No one's shocked by this uh, DPP edition. Former mm. midfielder, spent a little bit of time forward. Now under David Noble, they're trying to reinvent him as a defender. Averaging big, big, big for us and yeah. has been a, a real great win. Um, ADP, I think it was like 122. And yeah. is proving to be one of the best forwards. Now back eligible. My question is this, Jimmy, mm-hmm. not where you should play him. Mm. Is it sustainable? And if I'm an owner, should I be looking to trade him?
0: Look, he's not one that I had on my radar at all this year. I think I might even have deleted him out of my ratings uh, (laughs) completely coming into the drafts just from a not wanting to own him perspective. Um, Look, You can't argue with that scoring though. I've Mm. been proven wrong to some degree on that. He's getting a lot of football. What I've seen from watching him, though, is that he's playing terrible football together. <laughs> um, the, the the number of goals that they kicked by playing through the man that he's against yeah. is, is extraordinary. Um, yeah, he's, I think North had that idea that he was going to be a Luke Hodge type with that leadership and direction in the back line. But he's not a defender. He was. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's, a, he's a hard-nosed midfielder at, at heart. Um, you, know, you can use that in the forward line to a degree, but in the yeah. midfield, it's just, sorry, in the back line, it's just, I don't know if it's working. I don't know if they persist with that all season. I don't know. Yeah, to me, there's a risk of role change um, yep. at some point, Um, you know, whether Noble sits back and goes, yeah, we need to do something different with this. Um, so that would be my main concern there. If I had him, I'd be looking to sell high.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I've the, the same opinion, but not for that reason. For me, it's... Can this scoring trend continue? I think Luke McDonald's due back in this side as early mm-hmm. as this week. Yep, I'm desperately concerned for Zeebel owners that in draft he is a much better of user of the ball than Zeebel is. He was the one that last year they would always try to get the ball in his hands with composure and with precision with him yep. back and with the volume of how much territory the ball is spending back there. Yes. For, for me, I, I just think McDonald's mm. going to impact that scoring. And so, yeah, I, I'm of the same opinion. Sell high. Go and see mm. if somebody's frustrated with a Paddy Dangerfield who's got yet another week on the bench. Or mm. Steel Sidebottom who probably, based on his ADP, was was a first-round pick for a yeah. lot of people. He's been drastically underwhelming since coming back. And so, for me, I know they're the top tier of the guys, if you're going to try to sell high, those are the kind of sell high options, isn't it?
0: Mm. Oh, absolutely. There's um, yeah. There, there's going to be options out there across your leg if you've got him. Um, no, no, no harm in keeping him at this point, but I would really have concerns about how long that's going to last for.
1: You're right. fair enough. Too. Um, mm. probably the, one of the least um relevant positional allocations we get, um, is the adding of centre status. Okay, it adds flexibility to your squad. Mm-hmm. Sure. But generally speaking, it's not going to boost your on field points. No. Um, but we've got two new centers that have been added to the game. One is Callum Mills, mm-hmm. um, averaging nicely at the moment, 105, gone 121, 85, and 111. So scoring well. Is there a world for a coach where you see it's worth moving him to that center line and out of our back line?
0: Oh, look, it's really team by team specific, and that if your last midfielder is scoring, more or less than your last defender. That's kind sort of where you you make that that change. Um, that's really all it is to it. Just the points on that. Um, or in the the event that your your backline loophole works really really well and your midfield yeah. one doesn't. Again, yeah, you've got that room to shuffle someone one side or the other. So. Yeah, there's there's flexibility benefits. It doesn't add a whole lot. It does also mean that if Mills find himself, you know, for argument's sake, spending a lot of time on the half-forward line in the back half of the season, he can't gain forward status now either. So yeah, there true. is that, I suppose, to keep in mind. But by and large, it you know, as you say, it doesn't make a, a whole lot of difference to anything at this point.
1: No, probably the only real difference is for those that use Ultimate Footy for their keeper leagues, that they've been waiting for the breakout of Mills. They've got the breakout of Mills. It would seem to be the case. But for a Keeper League owner, it's now preparing for 2022 for Callum Mills to probably be a centre owner.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, again, that's something where you know mid-season, that might be a case where if it's to your benefit and you can sell high, do so.
1: Yeah, fair enough. So uh, the other person that's gained centre status, I feel like it happens every year, Kane Lambert, where (laughs) um, champion data um, just always put him as a forward, but he's a mid-forward. Let's be honest. Um, yep. That's how he chooses to play the game, so it's nice to see that ultimate footy have gone stuff it. We can see what he's doing. We're going to give it to him. Um, yeah. Through there, probably even less so than Mills. You're less likely to roll him through that center line, aren't you? But again, mm. nice versatility and flexibility, but it's the forward eligibility that makes him valuable. Oh, for
0: sure. That's it. Take it, move on.
1: All right, fair enough. Uh, two new players uh, added to the ruck line. One that we should spend zero time talking about, the other might be worth something for some owners. Hmm. Talking about Sean McKernan adding Ruck status. Um, He was there as insurance for St. Kilda. They've needed that insurance policy with both Marshall and Ryder and them overlooking Hunter over the past game. So they've Mm -hmm. needed that insurance policy. However, Ryder's back training at the club. Marshall got through a VFL um, Pracky game last week. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even saying that, he's only averaging forty. So really, we've probably spent too yeah. long on him,
0: haven't we? I think, yep, that's it. More than enough time. Move on.
1: All right, next one. Peter Wright, the former Gold yeah. Coast now forward, has picked up ruck status with Draper going out long-term injury. Mm-hmm. He's moved from kind of relief ruck now to primary ruck. Was okay last mm. week, albeit against McKernan. So yep. he didn't have one of the go okay. <laughs> but, you know, so seventy-six was okay, and his next four. He's got yeah. Sydney, Brisbane, Collingwood and Carlton. Yeah. So outside of Grundy, nothing mm. nothing scary beyond Grundy. No, no. There. Um, and look,
0: Rod's a think? handy player. He can, you know, he, he'll probably average, you know, high 60s give or take, I'd, I'd imagine. You know, may, might now just yeah. 70 if you're lucky, but it's not, Again, he's that sort that can every now and then pop out with a big game with a couple of goals. So that's helpful. Yeah. Um, at the rate that rocks are going down this year, having a backup is handy.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: And his trade value, if you've got him and someone else is uh, unfortunate enough to own wits and uh, you know, one or two others that aren't working, um, mm-hmm. you, know, you might be able to flog him off for something more than he's worth. So it's um, that is a, a useful addition in my book.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty useful. He's probably the guy, I think you're right, maybe look to have him as your your bench or your emergency cover, loophole him in the right week's where you can, Like this week, you can do that Thursday night against Sydney. If he pops that 80 in that ruck line, and unless you've got one of the big boys of Gorn and Grundy, let's be honest, Mm. no matter who they are, beyond those two, you're nervous about if Mm -hmm. they can pop an 80 this week. So you're right. I think those are the kind of ways you want to choose to use him. Through yep. that position line. That's good. Alright, let's head to the forward line for the last of our eligible players. There's a couple. Um, speaking of guys, I feel like I write about and we talk about every year gaining a position. Kale Hooker is another mm. one. He's either starts as a defender, plays forward, and we award forward status thanks to ultimate footy, or conversely, we go the other way. Starts as a forward, plays back with then picks up back status. He's probably not super valuable, unless... In certain category leagues, certain scoring things are turned on. But outside of that, you're probably not looking at him, are you?
0: No, I'm not to be honest. I mean again, he's got ceiling every now and then he'll pop out a really big game. so yeah. you know from a loophole perspective, um, yeah, that's useful. Sure. Um, but yeah, he's not one that I'm necessarily rushing out to use my my waiver pick on straight away.
1: Yeah, no fair enough. Uh, one you should not use a waiver pick or any pick on at all is jacob kaczynski picking up forward status um an average of 43 is never someone you should consider so
0: no, maybe in a deep high. keeper league a deep keeper league yeah he's worth owning but the like awarding of deep deep, yeah. deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, try that again <laughs> deep. yeah He's, um, no and and even in that scenario the awarding of, of dual position doesn't really change his value at that point. No. it's just one that you're stashed in a way for the long term in the event that he comes good but whether he's forward or back this year makes no difference it makes no, no difference if Short it's a single season
1: league no. just jog on got no interest yeah exactly uh, last two players to talk about and I think t- if we were like to do a top five of most relevant positional allocations these two are probably in the top three Um, Maybe arguably even the top two, um, depending on the way you like to look at life. Uh, Gaining forward status, Tim English has picked that up. Uh, He's moved from primary ruck to Stefan Martin from Brisbane, transitioning that side. He's now lead ruck. What a great luxury this team has. Tim English (laughs) is your relief ruck. He's playing out of the goal square, leading up nicely, taking some good contested Mm -hmm. marks. Forward craft is improving and understandably so ultimate footy have
0: given him forward status
1: what does that do to him for for those that happen to own him right now
0: oh look again very very helpful from a flexibility point of view um yeah and in the event that you've got another player you can field in the ruck line then again gives you that option of playing him forward where he's probably going to be more valuable so there's um yeah definite benefits from that perspective um I think he's also, um, you know, where we talk about keeper leagues, about players Mm. like Mills who are going to lose their back status next year. Um, I can't see a world where he doesn't start as a ruck forward next Mm. year either. Um, You know, he'll play enough forward, but he'll still always pinch it enough in the ruck um, that he's going to keep that status as well. So it's a very handy thing both for this year and going forward, I think. It's going to be interesting
1: to see how long Stephen Martin plays in this Bulldog hmm. side. Is it, is it just a one year? We realise Tim's close in terms of how the Bulldogs narrative internally is, is we believe yep. he's only one year away from really hitting his straps. Therefore Steph, hmm. you're just here for 12 months to get him through, to get the most out of you and then he goes. Because if that's the case there will be a year, much like there is with Rowan Marshall this year there will be a year where he's ruck forward but playing only as a ruckman and yeah. that's the real exciting part in future draft years and leagues
0: oh absolutely and yeah make, make Hey, when that comes absolutely yeah mm-hmm. yeah no doubt at all um but as far as when that happens i guess that's mostly on stefan and how well he plays yeah he's mm-hmm. he's in the position where he's got that role now it's his to lose he's um, if he if he plays well enough for for enough games this year then yeah maybe he gets another season to
1: yeah. He, he ain't scoring works, well, but he's doing all right. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. exactly. All right. We've held it off long enough. Um, probably the most valuable addition um, for us, based on what they've delivered so far in the year, yep. is the addition of forward status to Sydney Swan Rising Star, um, which basically means half their team at this rate. Mm. Um, <laughs> er- Errol Coolden has yep. absolutely come from the clouds, and I'm not kidding, his ADP was 297. So that's not drafted in a lot of leagues. Um, oh,
0: it's, um, it's a handy place to pick him up, isn't and
1: it? it you, you feel like you've won the draft already. 108, yeah. 93 and 98 are his three yeah. scores. Only Tex Walker, again, who thought we'd be saying him at the top of the tree? Taylor Walker, Josh Dunkley, Jack Siebel, Dane Zorko and Chad Wingard average more. Than mm. what he does right now. For those that already had him, they were probably, is this being presumptuous? Probably a little bit nervy to put him on field through that center line most weeks, going, yeah, yeah. it was just a one off. Yeah, it's just a two off. It was just a, yeah, a three off. But now that you can put him in that forward line, mm. even though if I score He don't scores think 60,
0: he'll... he's not doing worse than your fifth forward anyway, is he?
1: The risk of a bad mm. score isn't that bad all yeah. of a sudden. He, he's probably a coach's F1 now, isn't he?
0: Um, well, yeah, on paper. Um, yes. He's still not one that I'd necessarily back in to get 100 week in, week out, but um, he's certainly doing well enough and he's shown that he can score well enough that you'd, you'd have enough confidence putting him on field.
1: Alright, um, there's not. a Yeah, there's a few things about Errol I want to talk about before we wrap up this episode. Because again, Mm. if you're playing ultimate footy, you're playing either some form of single season or a keeper dynasty type league as well. So let's focus purely on a single season league strategy for for a minute. Mm. You're a golden owner. It feels crazy to talk about a guy that's averaging a ton there or thereabouts as Mm. a trade out target. But from your perspective, is that how an owner of golden should be considering it in a single season league?
0: In a single season league, I'd be open to offers, but I'd want a lot. Um, like what? You know, again, Give me – what are you looking for? Oh, I'd, I'd want a lot. Um, it's the sort of thing, I think, that to pry him out of a team, you've got to pay more than he's genuinely worth. Um, yeah. You know, you, you're looking at a – you are looking at a kid who, as good as he's gone, has done it for only three games. Three but that. But that is now three consistent games in a row, which is more mm-hmm. than you can say for most. So. Mm-hmm. um yeah, look. I'd, if I owned him, I'd need someone to really be overpaying for it, like a genuine top. Are we lineup. talking like
1: sidey and danger territory, or are we talking maybe yeah, look, a step would... back in
0: Toby Green level? Uh oh, yeah. Toby's a real interesting one, especially at the minute with Canelio and uh, and others oh, missing and from that midfield. Up, exactly. These yeah. you know, Green moves into the mids, he just goes ballistic. So that's um, that's that's a maybe a different angle to take, but. Okay. But yeah, I'd be I'd be looking at a top line option for him because it's not as though um you're gonna take a Kane Lambert for him at this point. Uh, no. No.
1: Whereas, no, you, say you... six weeks ago or a mm. month ago, if someone said, I'll give you Kane Lambert and you give me Errol Gould and you go, every day of the week, Gould's not gonna yeah. do anything for me. So his That's value it. skyrocketed, not just in a single season, but then let's yeah. pivot keep to keeper leagues or dynasty leagues.
0: Mm.
1: He probably wasn't in the top five kids going drafted for a lot of leagues. It was probably mm-hmm. Campbell, Powell, Phillips were a popular three. And, and then yes. it started to open up a little bit more. Mm. Where do you, is it just the three really great weeks? And again, now he is centre forward um, mm. that we can consider. And it looks like he's going to stay forward for us for a really long time based on how the Swans are using him. Yeah. P- ranking him against these other new crop of draftees where does he start to go in in the order?
0: Well, look, based on what he's done so far, compared to what they have done, it looks as though we all got that one wrong. But yeah, um, yeah it's yeah you know, that that is what it is. Again, it's only three weeks, and in the context of a keeper league, you know, you're looking at a much longer term than than this yeah. season even. So um, yeah, you know, what you're looking at there is you know, two, three, five, six years from now, who's likely to be yeah. Really, averaging that premium sort of level, mm-hmm. um, he's shown for granted three weeks that he can do that. Um, yeah, you know, is it has he got that capacity to be a hundred and fifteen point mid, or does he got that capacity to to be a ninety five hundred and five forward consistently over a long time? I don't know. Jury maybe out, but yeah. he's certainly shown that he's got that capability, and so that's what he's got to be sold at if um, if there's a trade to happen in that sort of format.
1: It'd it, it feel crazy, though, wouldn't it? If you're a Keeper League yeah. owner and you've, you've netted Goulden from yeah. potentially quite a a way back from where these other first-round mm-hmm. croppers gone. I I've, I was in a Keeper League where he went top five, and at the time I was like, <laughs> noob. And now I'm like, yeah, no, that's fish out, fish out. Well done yeah, to you yeah. for being able to do that. But you've seen mm-hmm. an average of basically 100. You've now got him in your forward line. I'd be... Yeah. It'd take a fair chunk for the keeper league owner to go, yeah, I'm going to move him on.
0: Yeah, exactly right. It's it's unlikely unless you're really overpaying for it. And-
1: there might be a Sydney fan that mm-hmm. just goes, I want him and I'll pay any price. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. you go, I'll take Tim Taranto, and they say, fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's that level of, yeah. I, th- I think you're a. Oh, you're serious? Okay, sure. <laughs> like you've got to feel like you're absolutely winning to make it worth yeah. in a keeper day.
0: Oh, absolutely so it's yeah i wouldn't expect to see him move too often in the next uh, few weeks for sure no
1: that's fair enough too. all right jimmy hey thanks for your work today on this episode
0: yeah no worries at all Matt. i just wanted to mention quickly too um while, while we're on these sort of things that um yeah, as we came off at of the top yeah, they've given us 15 which is more than they usually give us yeah normally talking um, about
1: seven or eight isn't it
0: yeah that's it um they've missed a few that maybe we had thought beforehand well, who oh, did you they think? were sure you to have? get it bailey dale um, did you say Yep, Bailey Dale was one that we thought would be a sure thing to get back status. Maybe not this time, but yeah, next time perhaps. Maybe around six, a couple more. Um, Yeah, and he's scoring level. He's not setting the world alight. And um, yeah, but still, it's handy. Very handy. handy. Yep. Um, Fife has only played two games, so he couldn't get it yet. Um, Yeah,
1: I reckon he's more likely to be round nine. And the only reason I say that is if Mm. he pops a 35 disposal game.
0: Yeah. That
1: flips the ratio. Out. They're normally looking for a, around about a seventy percent role change, mm-hmm. or close enough to. So That's yeah, I, I'm with you. I think five's yeah,
0: not it's yet. not happening yet. No, and it's and we've seen that before with them. That the and even now the big names they're hesitant to move straight away. They want yeah. to see a consistent, you know, measured approach on that for a, a number of games, not mm-hmm. just the three that they're eligible for. Um, I think Mark Murphy Ford is the thing that will probably happen at some point, yeah. Around If six Sean Higgins right. hadn't got injured, and yep. he probably would be for yeah, fairly soon. Um, and Heppel back will be another one again. He's only played two games, hasn't he?
1: Um, exactly. a couple more names yeah. I want to throw and get your kind of take. Yeah. We've already flagged Bailey Dale, um, Taranto. I flagged him in the article, but that, yeah, role change mid games probably squashed that, hasn't it?
0: It has, and again, I think those injuries that the Giants have got will mean that he's more likely to spend more time in the mids now. Um, And being such a big name and a proven top-line midfielder, they're always hesitant to give those, especially in the first half of the season. Yeah, normally
1: they want six games of data for the big, big names. Mm. And now Goulden could change fortunes for some, massively, Mm. but he's a a three-game player, not an established premium as a midfielder coming to another line.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And you know, someone like Toronto getting forward status—that that really changes the balance of a league pretty quickly. So, it's um I, I think that's the right approach. That yeah, you know, they need more data for those bigger sort of names. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because that is a huge game changer for someone mm. to get a what Toronto could be is a hundred forward. Yeah. Or a, even a five. Um, mm. you, you want to make sure that's there. Um, yep. Dacos. Not the future yeah. one that's going to be number one pick. Josh seems to be playing a bit small forwardish. Do you think again? Is that's the he reason does. just for the hold, just to see if it's
0: real? Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's one that I, I felt a little more confident on than than some of these other names happening. Um you know, it's not like he's a top line midfielder at the minute yeah. either. Um, coming, yeah, you know, and certainly the way he's scoring at the minute is not um, at that upper echelon either. So, yeah, that's one I think. Um, is more likely to happen than not if that role continues um, you know, in three weeks time.
1: Yeah. I think that could be interesting. What, what about Devin um, Smith? Mm. Um, he's a weird one for me where he never feels like he plays in an, in one position enough no. to possibly get it. Is that again, something going against him here in this game?
0: Yeah. Well, they, as you said, they like to see a, a 70% kind of change um, for that sort of level. Um, he's, the type that does just sort of sit himself wherever he feels like he's needed, it seems a lot of the time. And um, so, yeah, I don't know that he's got quite enough to gain that. um, Yeah. And again, even if he did, they'd probably want to see it consistently for for six weeks or more.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Look, Zach Butters might be getting close to mid forward Mm. status, but he's still spending quite a lot of time forward that it's not going to make a huge difference to you anyway, but.
0: Nah, yeah, that's it um yeah i've seen brandon ellis's name floated around as well he's i don't wing. think he's let's be honest. yeah he's a wing he's not a backman he's a wing who by the ro- nature of his role picks up possessions in the back 50 but that's as part of his running from one side of the ground to the other so it's not um it's not a genuine backline role at all i don't think um but lakosha so did think he, he is playing it. wing as well now so um, but he's listed as a defender, so getting centre status, yeah, you know, doesn't again doesn't change a lot. But no, it's a thing I, I, that I can't recall a time. Should have happened. Yeah.
1: yeah. I can't recall a time play, and I've played Ultimate football for a while, as have you, that mm. getting center status. I went, Yes, this is exactly what the entire community need. Maybe yeah. in a specific team it helps you, but as a community wide approach,
0: yeah, doesn't help. No, yeah, you know, once or twice I've copped a few injuries in the midfield and thought. I really wish that uh, they'd give me something here, but uh, no, it doesn't really
1: change the game. No, it doesn't. All right, that's no. fair enough. Okay, there you go. That is the round three DPP additions. Mm. There are 15 of them and a bunch that Jimmy and I think, well, oh, maybe they're eligible for you, but do you agree or disagree? Hit us up over social media, friends, and let us know what you think. There are still a bunch more opportunities for your player to pick up DPP. It will be at the conclusion of round six, the conclusion of round nine, 12 and 15. Those will be the next four batches of DPP allocations. We'll reveal them for you exclusively at coachespanel.tv. Thanks to our friends at ultimate footy. We will let you know them as soon as they are official. We announce them for you and we'll make sure we try to get your podcast episode with our draft spurt, Jimmy as well to give us his draft expert sport. take. Come on, Dave.
0: don't ruin. my. I don't, I don't know what a draft spurt. I'm sure I've been called worse, but it's draft spurt
1: is a, uh, Draft expert. Sound good. But it also <laughs> is a beer that you don't want to drink. Um along those phrases. So no, nah, mate. Hey, appreciate your yeah. thought today on these players.
0: Yeah, anytime, mate. Thank you.
1: Uh, if you want to go and check the article and some more takes on these guys, uh, drafters, uh, you go and check it out at coachespanel.tv. While you're there every single week, Jordox, who writes for us, also drops a weekly waiver wire pickup article with who he thinks are some of the best guys to go and look at. See if they're available in your player pool. He might just help find you some gold as we navigate our way through the year. And if you play the other formats of fantasy football as well, not just the draft, but you play the classic salary cap formats, we'll here at the coaches panel we love to talk about that and daily fantasy as well so you can make sure you check out this podcast wherever you're listening to it now you can go back and check a bunch of other stuff that we've been doing right throughout the preseason or some other articles all can be found at coachespanel.tv all right in three weeks time we're back talking about the next bunch of dpps but i wonder who's gonna get it